gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're all set for the 2015 football season, if you can believe it. College football week number one is now in the books. The NFL week number one season kicks off Thursday night. We're looking forward to Tom Brady making his appearance with the New England Patriots and an exciting season of football information each and every week here on Mark Lawrence against the Spread and Victor. Welcome back once again to another show this year. It seems like time just flies by when we're having fun in the offseason. We put together our football playbook preview guide magazine. We got the playbook newsletters now ready online on the store at playbook.com. Your totals tip sheet is out. It's new. You got a couple changes in it. And with all that, I'm going to welcome you back to this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Hi, Mark. Thank you uh, very, very much. You know, it seems like a long, long time that we have been together on a podcast, and it has. First off, we're, of course, talking about the sport of football. But November 26th, that was the actual last time that we did a podcast together, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Of course, uh, I got some bad news on Thanksgiving morning. That's when I uh, suffered a heart attack and then triple bypass surgery the next day. The month of December, I never came back to the podcast. That month was pretty much a uh, blur with all the sleeping I was doing and the rehabbing and the medications I was on. So uh, it's been almost 10 full months since we have done a podcast together. I'm very, very excited. And one more thing, Mark, uh, I owe you and your wife, Colleen, our office manager, a great deal of thanks for being so patient with me during the rehab, uh, sending me a lot of love during the rehab. You guys cut me a lot of slack in terms of the hours I was here at the office during December and January and February. It's been a good summer for me. I've dropped about 25 pounds. I stopped smoking. I'm eating better. And the passion is reignited for this upcoming season. But again, thank you very, very much to you and your wife. Well, it's our pleasure, Victor. You know, good friends and virtue, patience is a virtue. And we're really, really glad to have you back in full health and back on the team with the Playbook team here, getting ready for this football season. The most important thing is that full health issue. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. And I take a look here right now at the totals tip sheet ready for the 2015 football season. And I got to tell you what, I'm pretty impressed here. There's a lot of really great information in there. And I know we're going to make it available free of charge this week Mm. to all listeners of the show. You can download a free copy of the totals tip sheet as we always do annually. Victor makes it available at no charge the first week of the season. All you need to do is log on to either playbook.com, click on either the call out for the totals tip sheet or the free newsletters portion of the website, or you can visit the new playbooksuperstore.com. And that Playbook Superstore is a new website we've launched, which features the best football newsletter publications in the country. They're all available in the new playbooksuperstore.com site, where this week you can get the totals tip sheet free of charge. And Victor, if you would... In a brief review, let our listeners know about what they can expect in the totals tip sheet for this 2015 season. The one major change that we've made this year, Mark, is because of a rule change in the NFL. Now, as you know, 
the uh, extra point has been moved back from the two-yard line to the like the 15-yard line. So now NFL teams have a choice after they score a touchdown. Are they going to go for the two-point conversion? Or are they going to kick what is the equivalent of a 31 to a 32-yard field goal to get that one extra point? We used to have a key over-under chart in our totals tip sheet on page five for the last eight seasons. Now, this was accrued from data over the last 30-plus seasons. There used to be big-time key over-under numbers. 37 used to be a big number back in the 90s and the early 2000s. Then as NFL scoring went up, 41 was a key number. 44 and 45 were key numbers. And when I say key numbers, I'm talking about NFL games had a higher tendency to finish right on top of these numbers based on the field goals and touchdowns scored in the game. Then, of course, as we got later into the 2000s, 49 was a key number. 51 was a key number. But with this significant rule change, Mark, there's no such thing as a key number in the NFL. We're starting from scratch. That key number chart does not have the impact that it once had. So rather than uh, beat it, we're going to remove it from the totals tip sheet. And, and instead of inserting a chart of NFL red zone TD scoring percentages, what are the best teams on offense? What is the percentage of times they score a touchdown when they get into the red zone on offense and on defense? So that's a new chart we've introduced into the totals tip sheet based on that rule change. I'll be excited to be updating this uh, chart throughout the course of the season. NFL red zone TD scoring percentages on offense and on defense for every team in the NFL over the last two years. Other than that, everything is the same. we got three best bets on page three. We've got the all systems are go section on page uh, four along with our over under power ratings. We got the two-minute handicap OU style, six pages of totals content, and again, it is the only newsletter in the country that's devoted exclusively to NFL over/under wagering. As you mentioned, Mark, anybody can get a free copy. Go to our new website, PlaybookSuperstore.com, and you can download issue number one absolutely for free. And Mark, thanks for letting me explain some of the changes in this year's tip sheet. Well, Victor, I'm really excited about the red zone scoring percentage change. Uh, it'll be good for people that do some in-game wagering, if you will. I think that'll be a real helpful mm-hmm. tool. And also set up some of the daily fantasy type stuff. I mean, you know, you, when you build your daily fantasy teams, and Victor is going to be writing column this this year about the daily fantasy teams, his, uh, his ballers, his columns that he did in the NBA, he's going to uh, project NFL daily fantasy sports. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on the show, but I think the totals all tie into that. And, uh, I think the listeners will really enjoy downloading that free copy of the totals tip sheet. You can get it on the new PlaybookSuperstore.com website. When you log on for the totals tip sheet free of charge this week, I'm visiting with Victor King from King Creole sports week. Number one of the NFL football season is right around the corner. Before we get to that, Victor, a quick overview of what happened in college football last week. And it was a pretty full slate of college football games and a lot of, t- uh, catching up to do, if you will, we'll highlight some of the things that happened on the college football card last week. And the first thing that jumped off to me, Victor, I mentioned this to you before we started the show was ESPN is jumping in with both feet in the world of college football wagering these days. And I say that because watching the football show last week, what do I find coming across my screen was a cover alert <laughs> from ESPN. <laughs> I mean, could you believe that? A cover <laughs> alert. It happened It happened in the Western Michigan, <laughs> Michigan State game when they broke in and had cover alert, and the announcer made the fact that uh, – 
Western Michigan had just scored. They were an 18-and-a-half-point dog. The score was 34-17, and they were now covering the spread at the moment. This is where the world of college football and sports wagering is coming right now. And, Victor, I'm kind of excited about it. I know ESPN is capitalizing on it right now. They're doing a lot of stuff with DraftKings in the daily fantasy sports wagering world. And it looks like they're touching the uh, the, preps, the press of it right now of getting into uh, sports wagering from the college football side of things. What's your take, Victor, on the new cover alert and what's going on at ESPN these days? Well, it's, it's definitely about time, and it sounds like ESPN is jumping into the deep end of the pool uh, by far. <clears throat> there was a handful of these uh, backdoor covers and which teams came in on uh, thankful to a touchdown or a field goal or something in the End of the fourth quarter, last week's games, uh, backdoor covers, Minnesota, plus the points against TCU. You know, Boise dominated Washington last week in the first half, but Washington, to their credit, they came in the backdoor in the second half. So did Virginia, scoring late against UCLA. Uh, Louisville-Auburn, that was a weird game for those of us who had Louisville plus a double digits. Auburn took a 24-0 lead in that game. Louisville came storming back in the fourth quarter. Two touchdowns in the final fourth minutes of that game to get a backdoor cover for the Cardinals as well. And, Mark, if you want to talk about a couple of tough losses, these, are, I think, were the two toughest losses for the major programs last week. And you got to throw out there Texas. The Longhorns went into Notre Dame last week. They produced the lowest yardage total of any FBS team in the opening week, only 163 total yards for Texas. Now, they may have quite naturally had the toughest assignment of any FBS team in the opening week, a true road game against the number 11 Notre Dame team. But still, Texas is not supposed to be that inept ever. And a second tough loss I would submit to you would be uh, Penn State. And, of course, you were on the other side in this game. Temple was your big play on Saturday. And they really, really looked good against Penn State, particularly in the second half. At least, you know, Texas's offense was futile against Notre Dame. The Nittany Lions, on the other hand, they collapsed against Temple. Now, no disrespect to the Owls, but when they should ever be able to record 10 sacks against Penn State, you know, when 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 Kristen Hackenberg was not lying flat on his back, he was, wasn't completing passes either, 11 for 25 for 103 yards. So, Mark, two tough losses for some storied programs in Texas and Penn State. Yeah, befuddling losses, if you will. Uh, that Notre Dame football game, uh, Malik Zaire, the quarterback, made a second start. He was 19 for 22, 313 yards and three touchdowns for the Irish. And as a result of that loss, Texas head coach Charlie Strong today fired his offensive coordinator and uh recruited uh, his wide receiver coach as the new offensive coordinator looking to add some spark to that particular program. And I want to mention this also. I had we used Purdue as a late phone service selection play uh, on Sunday and it was a I think you have to put that into the top 10 bad beats of all time. If you take mm-hmm. a look at what happened in that game, my goodness, the game starts out with a pick six score for Marshall and Marshall pick sixes him again with less than a minute and 30 seconds to go in the football game. Uh compounded with uh, a few Chip shot field goal misses by Purdue in the contest led to that Marshall cover. So, uh, reason I'm mentioning that is uh, we've got a new a new column every week debuting on the Playbook.com website called Bad Beats, and uh, Charles Milstead, the editor of the Playbook magazine, is writing that column. And uh, if you want to talk about the bad beats and catch up on all of them, check out the column, the Bad Beats column at Playbook.com, or you can also read about it on the all new Playbook Cube C U B E app which we'll be talking about, which is available now for download in the Google Play Store and the Amazon Store. The Playbook Cube app 
is a free download. You'll want to download that onto your phone for all sorts of winning information. Victor, before we turn it over to the National Football League side of things, just a quick hit here on college football last week. I think Ohio State was very impressive in their win over Virginia Tech. They got the uh, revenge from that only loss of the season last year. And I think what impressed me most about the Buckeyes, aside from um, – rallying back from being down at the half in that football game was the play of Braxton Miller, the wide receiver, former quarterback of this team. He looks like he's the real deal, and I would be stunned if he didn't make it to the National Football League. Your take, Victor, on the Buckeyes and what you expect from them this football season. Boy, oh boy, they could very well run the table. The Buckeyes, uh, they've already notched a big road win to start the season, so uh, uh, great, great start for the Buckeyes. Are we going to be talking about a repeat here? We could very well. Uh, another thought that I uh, thought that was uh, pleasantly surprising over the weekend, in addition to the Buckeyes, Mark, for me, was how about the play of Conference USA? You know, uh, I don't think we can no longer call this conference Conference DOA, as in dead on arrival. Conference USA looked very, very good in the opening weekend as they roared back to life. They went eight and four straight up. They went ten and two against the spread. I know you talked to them about it a little bit in your very first write-up of the week in our playbook newsletter, but there were some big wins this week in that conference. Of course, Charlotte, the 49ers, got their very, very first victory of the season, their first victory ever against an FBS program. They went base led basically wire to wire against Georgia State. Uh, Western Kentucky got a big win uh, as well, 14-12 to over Vanderbilt, a big win for Conference USA. Florida International down here in South Florida, a big win for them as they shocked Central Florida as a big underdog. And uh, the aforementioned Marshall team as well, winning against Penn State and, of course, uh, causing that bad beat on Sunday. But the hats off to Conference USA for a great start. Great start by that program there. And in fact, in a non-line game, Louisiana Tech, they smothered Southern University in a football game that might be under the radar, if you will. But uh, the big news for the Bulldogs in that game was quarterback Jeff Driscoll. He made his debut with them. He was a transfer from Florida, mm -hmm. a high recruit. Uh, he made a smart debut. He went 12 for 15 threw the ball for 274 yards, four touchdowns, and ran for a touchdown. They could be a nice football team to watch this year, the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. And one more note in passing here about the college football scene last week. The Southeast Conference, or I should say the SEC West Division in the Southeast Conference, was pretty impressive last week. Uh, Auburn come up over a good Louisville football team, held on for the victory in the second half of that season here. New defensive coordinator Will Muschamp, held Louisville scoreless in the first half of that contest. He looks like he's going to be a great hire for that program here. And Texas A&M, a team that I think is going to be under the radar and make a lot of noise this year. I think they'll be challenging for a playoff spot come the college football playoffs by season's end. They've got a new head coach or defensive coordinator, I should say, and John Chavis, and great job that they did against Arizona State last week. Nine sacks against the Sun Devils held that team to 17 points and 233 yards. Texas A&M, I think we're going to be talking a lot about that football team this year. Victor, let's take a quick peek now at the National Football League side of things before we go to our first break and get into our college football game of the week. On the NFL side of things, I know we like to do this each and every year before the season begins as a Talk about the teams that maybe didn't make the playoffs last year that you see possibly breaking through this year. And on the flip side, a couple of teams that made the playoffs that you see perhaps disappointing this year. Who would be on the top of your list this season? Good point, Mark. Let's talk about some of the NFL teams that were in the playoffs last year that won't make it this year. Now, of course, it happens every year. On average, there's about two teams that won't, and there's about two teams that were not in the playoffs. 
that will be in the season. Arizona Cardinals last year, 11 and six, they made the playoffs. This is really a 500 team. Points for last year, 326. Points against, 326. They really should have been a 500 team. Offense, 305 yards per game. Defense, 369 yards per game. How they were in the playoffs, statistically, I do not know. But I don't see the Cardinals making the playoffs here in the 2015 season. Or the Carolina Panthers, the team that Arizona played in the first round of the playoffs. Remember, this was a team that was under 500 last year. 7, 8, and 1 last year. For Carolina, under 500 playoff team will not get in this season in the NFL period. Now, if you're looking for a couple of surprise teams, maybe teams that should have made the playoffs last year but didn't, it's, it, it starts with the Philadelphia Eagles. It has to. 10-6 and six last year, did not make the playoffs. 30 points per game in Chip Kelly's second year. And if you take a look at their schedule this season, Mark Philadelphia only has six games this year out of 16 against teams who were winning teams over 500 last season. Philadelphia, winner, NFC East this season. And right down here in South Florida, how about the Miami Dolphins? This is the second year under new offensive coordinator Bill Lazor. The Dolphins made some big improvement last year in offense, 40 yards per game higher than the previous season. Of course, on defense, they got on Domicon Sue. We're talking a top 10 defense, uh, a team that's going to be flying under the radar, and a team that should make the playoffs, Mark, in the AFC. I like your observations there, Victor, especially on the uh, teams that uh, will not make the playoffs this year that made them last year. I have Arizona as my deeply disappointing team at the top of my list this year for a lot of the reasons you mentioned, those poor inside-out phony stats. I just don't think they can come close to duplicating last year's effort. The Carolina Panthers, they lose Kelvin Benjamin, their top wide receiver here. They've been hurting for offense as it was to begin with. And I think New Orleans will likely replace them winning that particular division this year. I like the Saints and the fact that they're the only team in the National Football League this year that will not play back-to-back away games in successive weeks. I think their schedule works real well for New Orleans, and I think Drew Brees will be a quarterback on a mission this football season here. Uh, Also, on the uh, Miami Dolphins side of things here, Stephen Ross, the owner, went out and spent a lot of money with a lot of talent here, and I think it's going to pay off in spades for this football team. You have to look at them early on in the football season here, and I called this out in this week's Playbook Football Newsletter, and you really want to download a copy of the Playbook Newsletter this week. There's a lot of great information contained, especially deep, in-depth analysis. We talked about the Miami Dolphins. Take a look at them to begin the football season here. They're going to go up against... These quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, Blake Bortles, Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Marcus Mariota, and Brian Hoyer to begin the football season. They're going to close out the season against Joe Flacco, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, Andrew Luck, and Tom Brady. So you know from the get-go the Miami Dolphins will need to win these football games that they're expected to win. I think Miami's a play-on team the first half of the football season. And we'll see what happens with them the second half of the year. And the other team that I might project to maybe sneak in and make the playoffs this year that didn't last year would be the Minnesota Vikings. They're a football team that I think will be impressive. I love the head coach, Mike Zimmer. I love the discipline that he brings to this football program. We've got Adrian Peterson back in that backfield, which is only going to help things. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is a superstar quarterback in the making, a very cerebral quarterback here. I don't like him the first week of the season, but I do like Minnesota perhaps ink inch into the playoffs this football season. 
You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence Against the Spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. I'm here with Victor King from King Creole Sports. Don't you go away. When we come back, Victor and I are going to break down our college football game of the week. We've got a dandy on tap when the Oregon Ducks invade Michigan State. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Attention sports fans, it's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sports book online. This is why Mark Lawrence only endorses mybookie.ag. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need guaranteed that's my bookie dot a as an apple and g as in games tell them mark lawrence sent you only the biggest only the best only at mybookie.ag. sign up today attention all serious football fans if you follow the best football newsletters in the nation now you can get them all at the all-new playbook newsletter superstore one visit allows you to download the best publications in the nation including the gold sheet Victor King's NFL Totals Tip Sheet, PointWise, Sports Reporter, The Playbook, Power Sweep, The Logical Approach, The Green Sheet, and The Gridiron Gold Sheet. Check it out now at PlaybookSuperstore.com or download your weekly newsletters on the all-new Playbook Cube. That's every major football newsletter on the market today. Now available at PlaybookSuperstore.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King for week number one of the 2015 NFL football season and its college football preview week this week. With our college football game of the week on tap, we're going to tear this game down when Oregon invades Michigan State to take on the Spartans in East Lansing this Saturday. Victor, we've got a heck of a football game here on tap Saturday. It's a rematch from last year and also two football teams that are in the talk for the college football playoffs this year. Your take on the Ducks and the Spartans this Saturday. Absolutely, Mark. Now, since we're talking about a Big Ten team here, you know, over the last couple of years here on the podcast, we've talked about the scoring in college football. Offensive scoring is up. Defensive uh, statistics are down. The SEC got with the program. If If you remember over the last two seasons, we talked about the fact that there's a lot more offensive scoring in the SEC, a lot less defense. The three yards in the cloud of dust does not exist anymore in college football. Last year, the Big Ten got the message. They took a page from the SEC. There was a lot more offensive scoring in the Big Ten. In fact, uh, I wrote about this in our first college football playbook newsletter of the season. But the top four teams last year in the Big Ten went a combined 39-12-1 over-under. That means 39 overs, 12 unders, one tie, 77% of their games went over the total. I'm talking Ohio State, who went 12-3 and last year and, of course, went over the total on Monday night in their first game against Virginia Tech. Michigan State, the team we'll be talking about in this game against Oregon, went 10-3 and last year. Wisconsin, 8-4-1 over-under. And finally, Nebraska, 9-2-1 over-under. The Big Ten is getting the picture. you got to score to win in college football. And, Mark, that's what I think is going to happen this weekend there when Michigan State hosts Oregon in that big revenge game. Over-under line, 67 to 67 and a half points based on the fact that Michigan State is now favored in this game by four to four and a half points. That means the odd makers are anticipating a final score 
of Michigan State 36, Oregon 31 and a half. I'm sure you'll say something about this when you talk about the side playing this game, Mark, but this is the first time that Oregon is actually an underdog in a game in like 42 games since November of 2011 when they were a short road underdog against USC. And FYI, in that game, there was 83 points scored in a 53-30 duck win. Oregon 7-8 and eight over under last year. That is the Ducks' uh, record in terms of over and under, seven overs, eight unders, average line, 69.7 average points scored in Oregon games was 70.0. What's significant is that in Oregon games last year, they had the highest average over underline in all of college football last year. Again, at 69.7. Michigan State, I just talked about them. They went 10 and 3 over under last year. 10 out of their 13 games went over the total. Average line in Spartan games was 53.1, average score 64.5. So the average Michigan State game went over the total by 11.4 points per game. That was the second highest over margin in all of college football last year. Only Western Kentucky games went over the total by a higher margin by 16.4 points per game. So what it tells me was the odds makers were pretty reluctant to move Michigan state lines in an upward direction and they paid for it with over players going 10 and 3 in Michigan state games. So let's look at what happened in week 1 last week for both of these teams and guess what they both went over the total and I'm leaning over the total in this game as well Mark last week of course you know Oregon had that 61 to 42 win over Eastern Washington the outlaw, if you will, over-underline in the game was 78.5. With 103 combined points, the game went over the total by 24.5 points. For Michigan State, of course, they played Western Michigan, the game that you talked about in the beginning of the show, Mark, the ESPN cover alert game. But the over-underline in that game, pitting the Big Ten team and the MAC team, was 55 points. Final score, 37-24. to 24. The game went over the total by 16 points. So, again, that was a game that went over the total by more than double digits as well. Now, we got to talk about last year's game also. The game was played in Eugene. The over-under line was 57 points. That's 10 points uh, less than this year's line. Both teams combined for 73 points. Of course, Oregon pulled away in the second half. They won 46-27. to 27. The game went over the total by 16 points. Of course, last week it was a shocking result for Oregon. They allowed 42 points to Eastern Washington. Their defense apparently is on a little bit of a decline. They allowed 430 yards per game last year. That was up from 70 the previous year. Yeah, I think we're talking a lot of high-scoring games this season as well for the Oregon Ducks. And don't forget, Michigan State last year, their offense improved by over 100 yards per game. Their scoring went up to 43 yards per game. That was a two-touchdown rise in scoring compared to 29 points per game in 2013. They're bringing back fifth-year starter Connor Cook at quarterback, four starting offensive linemen. There should be a lot of points scored in this game, Mark. You know, Oregon in September, the month of September, the Ducks have gone 30-13 and in the last 10 years. Over the total, that's 30 overs, only 13 unders. They tend to go over the total in this first month of the season. They've gone 7-3 and three to the over their last 10 non-conference games. They've gone 6-2-1 and one in their last nine road games, period. Michigan State is on a run of 13-3 and three in their last 16 games overall. They've gone a perfect 7-0 and oh to the over in their last seven non-conference games as well. 
So I think there's going to be some points scored, Mark. We're going to take a look at over the total. Oregon Ducks, Michigan State Spartans in the game of the week. It's one of only three games pitting two teams from the top 25 this week. Victor King with a lot of good numbers to go over the total in the Oregon-Michigan State showdown game on Saturday. We'll keep an eye on what appears to be a well-lit scoreboard in that football matchup. We talked about this matchup. This is a rematch from last year when Oregon pummeled Michigan State, handing in their worst loss of the season, 46-27 to in Eugene last year. Oregon comes into this contest as a rare dog. Victor mentioned it's been since 2011, the last time they took points. Uh, you talk about this football team, last 25 times they've taken points, 17-8 and eight to the spread. They've been on the good side as an underdog of late here. They're also dominant against the Big Ten, despite the loss to Ohio State in the playoffs last year. They are 13-6 and six straight up, 12-7 and seven to the spread. Their last 19 games against the Big Ten Conference, 7-1 and one as a dog when taking on the Big Ten. They've also been outstanding, have the Ducks away from home, 24-2 and two straight up with 18-8 and eight to the spread the last 26 road games. For Michigan State, they come in here having scored 30 or more points, nine straight football games in a row. That's a school record for offensive output by this Michigan State football team. Another added plus for their overtotal potential in this contest here. They're led by quarterback Connor Cook, who will be a first-round choice in the National Football League draft this year, a fifth-year senior, very smart Quarterback Connor Cook will lead the Michigan State Spartans onto the field. Head coach Mark D'Antonio has been impressive in his career as a head coach when playing with revenge. 22-12 and 12 to the spread and 5-0 and 0 to the spread the last five with revenge. But at home, he's only 8-10 and 10 to the spread when seeking revenge in football games like he'll be doing this Saturday. The bottom line to me, with new quarterback Vernon Adams taking over for Marcus Mariota here, the team hasn't missed a beat in their opener here. He looks like a perfect fit for this football program here. And if you think Oregon will score 24 points in this contest, which Victor is almost insistent that they will, this team is in their last 74 football games has scored 24 or more points 70 times. They're 14-0 to the spread as an underdog in games in which they managed to put 24 points up on the scoreboard. I'll grab the points with the rare dog Oregon Ducks for my side in this big football showdown game on Saturday. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. Don't you go away when Victor and I come back. We're going to touch on our National Football League game of the week. And we've got another dandy on tap Sunday night when the Dallas Cowboys host the New York Giants in a key NFC East Division showdown. That and a whole lot more still come here at Mark Lawrence against the spread when we come back after this brief commercial break. There is only one football newsletter on the market today, documented number one win percentage, and it's the Playbook Football Newsletter. Playbook has the top win percentage of all football newsletters in the nation, according to the Phil Steele Power Sweep Newsletter Contest. Only Playbook has best bets, wise guys contest picks, awesome angles, and incredible stats, plus complete analysis write-up on every college and NFL game, along with Victor King's NFL over-under trends and Mark Lawrence's weekly Bet You Didn't Know column, as seen in the USA Today Sports Weekly. Get your weekly Playbook football newsletter online at playbook.com and get every edge imaginable this football season. That's the weekly Playbook football newsletter, available now at playbook.com. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. Time to get in on the action. 
MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Time to get it on. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at MyBookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on this first week of the National Football League season. And, Victor, in the National Football League side of games this week, how about Sunday night? Quite a showdown when the Dallas Cowboys are going to play host to the New York Giants in a critical NFC East division battle. Victor, your take. I know you like to do division games when we tear down over-unders. How do you see the Giants and the Cowboys faring in the scoreboard Sunday night? Absolutely. This should be a fun game, Mark. Now, before I get into it, you mentioned at the top of the show that I'm going to be writing a new blog this year on Thursdays that'll be on our website. It's going to be called King's Fab Five Lineup Lab. It's primarily for people who play DFS. That's big these days. Daily fantasy sports is big, big, big. DraftKings is one of our sponsors. Uh, We've got uh, everybody here in the office is hooked into DraftKings accounts. Earlier this summer, I wrote part one and part two in a series of articles called DraftKings Strategy for Success, NFL 2015. One of those articles appeared in the Playbook Yearbook magazine. One of those appeared in Playbook issue number one. And both articles can be accessed at playbook.com when you click on the Daily Fantasy link. But anyway, this is going to be our our Fab Five lineup labyrinth. We're going to reveal every Thursday throughout the season – Five lineups for DFS players, specifically at DraftKings, that have high risk, yet very, very high reward. These are lineups you're going to want to play in these multiplayer tournaments. They're called GPPs, Guaranteed Prize Pool Tournaments. And we're talking the big tournaments, the ones that's going to be thousands and thousands of players. As you know, the Millionaire Maker is being played here in Week 1. They're going to pay off $2 million. There's going to be over 750,000 people playing in this Millionaire Maker Tournament. The entry fee is only $20. And you may want to take a look at a couple of these Fab Five lineups for your Millionaire Maker lineup. The five topics we're going to be using this week in our blog are going to be uh, four-man stack, number one, four-man stack, number two. We're going to look at a five-man lineup that has quarterback value, where we take a quarterback, a lower-priced quarterback, and we stack him up with a bunch of great running back and wide receiver players. We're also going to have an experimental lineup of NFL games with high over-under lines. Now, that makes a lot of sense as well. Why not have fantasy players going in NFL games in which the over-under line is 50 or more points. Heck, there's expected to be a lot of points in those games. So that's going to be an interesting Fab Five lineup. And our fifth lineup is going to be a lineup with an emphasis on primetime players. There's going to be three primetime games on Sunday and Monday night. This game we're talking about right now, the Giants and Cowboys, and of course the Monday Night Football doubleheader. So we'll also submit a lineup that's uh, accentuated or heavy 
with primetime players. Check it out this coming Thursday at playbook.com. Clicking on the Daily Fantasy link, our Fab Five NFL lineup labyrinth. And it's going to be for players who like playing DFS on DraftKings. Very similar to the series of articles we wrote during the NBA season as well. And that takes us right into our Giants-Cowboys game in which the over-under line started at 49. It's starting to creep up, guys. 51, 51 and a half. I could see it going up to 52 later in the week and maybe even higher once we get to the weekend. You know, both of these teams were very, very good road over teams last season. I know it doesn't apply in Dallas's case this week, but it's still worth mentioning. The Giants went 6-2 and two over-under in their road games last year. Averaging 50 points per game, Dallas went 7-1 and one to the over in their road games, averaging 65.8 points per game. Now, if you remember, both of these same teams, Mark, they opened up on Sunday night last year as well. And in that particular game, the over-under line was 48.5. The final score was Dallas 36, New York Giants 31. It ended up going over the total by a whopping 18.5 points. And that's not surprising, given the series history. This has historically been a very high-scoring series. In fact, these two teams have gone a perfect 5-0 and to the over in the last five meetings. 55.2 points per game. They've gone 9-2-1 and over-under in the last 12 meetings. And finally, in terms of series history, the last six meetings played in Big D have all gone over the total, averaging 63.8 points per game. Yeah, I kind of like the over, definitely, on Sunday night. Remember last year, guys, uh, NBC Sunday night games, they were on a very, very good over pattern. It came back down to earth a little bit in the last month of the season, but still, the Sunday night games went 10-6 and six overall, and you could tell that Al Michaels basically probably played the over in every single one of those games because he loves to make those sly references throughout the course of the game. And I'll bet you, no pun intended, that Al will be on the over this week as well. Uh, New York Giants, game one road games, 6-0-1 over the total. 56.2 points per game. Last year, they went 5-1 uh, and one to the over as larger underdogs of four or more. And the last five times they've been in a game in which the over-under is 51 or more points, the Giants have gone a perfect 5-0 and to the over. Cowboys, 3-1 to the over. Game one home, 58.0 points per game. I think we're going to have an old-fashioned NFC East shootout on Sunday night, Mark, as the Giants take on the Cowboys. Over the total, Victor says, in the Giants-Cowboys shootout game Sunday night in this key NFC East division matchup. A lot of good numbers. Again, Victor goes over the total for his over-under totals play in that game. Before I get to my side in this contest, I want to remind you that inside this week's edition of the Playbook Football Newsletter, we've broken down the NFL coaches' career records in their first four games of the season. If you want to see how coaches get out of the gate throughout the month of September, you'll want to put the Playbook Football Newsletter in your hands this week. Download your copy of the Playbook Football Newsletter now online at playbook.com or you can visit the all-new playbooksuperstore.com where you can download the playbook and all the leading football newsletters each and every week available at the playbooksuperstore.com. Looking at Sunday night's matchup between the Giants and the Cowboys, quadruple revenge becomes the key factor in this game for the New York Giants. They suffered a pair of losses each of the last two years in their head-to-head battles with the Cowboys here. You know that Tom Coughlin will have that first and foremost on his mind in his career in the National Football League when playing with revenge as a road dog. 
Tom Cogman, a sturdy 13-7 and 1 to the spread. Quarterback Eli Manning from our NFL quarterback database, which you can read online at playbook.com or in the all-new Playbook Cube app. Eli Manning is truly a road warrior when it comes to football games starting in the National Football League. In his 86 starts on the road, he's won 46 games straight up having lost a spread only 35 times in his road games. Eli Manning, 14-7 and seven to the spread as a road dog of five or more points in his career, including 5-1 and one in division games. On the flip side, the Dallas Cowboys' Tony Romo has really struggled in conference play as a starting quarterback with Dallas. Just 18-29 and 29 to the spread is Romo in division games. He's also just 26-38 and 38 to the spread at home in all of his starts in the National Football League. Inside those numbers, just 6-15 and 15 when he's been favored at home in division games. Coming to this contest here, I look at the bottom line to me as the New York Giants last year improved their offense 60 yards a game last season when new offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo took over and worked with Eli Manning. The better news for the Giants this year is Mike Sullivan, the former quarterback coach for the New York Giants in Eli Manning's days back when he led this team to a Super Bowl win in 2011, is also back as the quarterback coach. So the combination of a sparked offense here, coaches surrounding Eli Manning, I think it's an up season for the New York Giants, and I think it starts Monday or Sunday night. I'll play the New York Giants plus the points, and what I see is an upset over the Dallas Cowboys for my side in this football game. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And with that, it's time to hop out to Las Vegas and check with our good friend Andy Isco from The Logical Approach. Andy will be taking the place of Dave Tooley, who had been with us for years past here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Dave is now fully engaged at ESPN as a sports writer, and we're certainly glad that Andy Isco is here to fill his shoes. And Andy Isco, a well-known name in throughout Las Vegas. You can read a lot of Andy's write-ups in columns and newspapers throughout Vegas. He also publishes The Logical Approach, one of the best-selling football newsletters and most informative newsletters in the nation. The Logical Approach is available in the Playbook Superstore. You can download your copy today from The Logical Approach weekly football newsletter from Andy Isco. And with that, Andy, we want to welcome you to the show. Welcome to Mark Lawrence Against the Spread with yours truly, Mark Lawrence and Victor King. Welcome aboard. Mark, Victor, a pleasure to be with you, and uh, yeah, very excited about the start of the NFL season after last week's exciting start to colleges, so uh, it should be a lot of fun the next few months. Yeah, we had some fun in Vegas uh, when I was out there for that uh, for the uh, Westgate NFC panel I did uh, for the Super Contest, and we had a good dinner together afterwards here. I always look forward to visiting with you in Las Vegas, and always look forward to reading your material. As I mentioned here in the introduction here, that Andy publishes the Logical Approach football newsletter, and you talk about Logical Approach, that's my direction when it comes to handicapping, is being very logical in your approach, and Andy Isco does just that. Nobody churns numbers out in a more precise fashion than does Andy, and you can find all of his write-ups and take on football games inside the Logical Approach. Andy, let our listeners know before we begin about what the Logical Approach newsletter is all about. 
Well, basically, as you point out, the name I took for the company more than 30 years ago reflects my approach to sports handicapping, and that is a logical one that can be supported by factual information, limited subjectivity, although I've always maintained that handicapping is both an art and a science. The science comes from the numbers, the development of power ratings, etc., and the art comes from the interpretation and application of those numbers. So when you put them both together, you have a logical approach. Some games are going to be more reliant on the numbers. Some games are going to be more reliant on the art and the situations involved. That's Andy Isco from The Logical Approach with, joining us here for what we're calling the Vegas Vibe. We're getting a vibe on what's going on in Las Vegas this week. Each and every week, Andy will be joining us on the show with his take and sharing with us some of the major line moves that have occurred and a feeling of what's going on in the Super Book Contest. And speaking about the Super Book Contest, Andy, I know it kicks off this week. So officially, I, I would assume that the final entries will be, have to be in by kickoff tomorrow. What's the feeling right now about the amount of entries perhaps we'll be looking at in the contest here? I know when we had dinner uh, in Vegas, when you and I had dinner, we were talking about the fact that the record number of entries last year looked to be surpassed again this year. Do you see that happening this football season? Well, actually, the deadline is not tomorrow. The deadline to uh, enter the contest is on Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific time, so that all that that means if you wait for a few more days, you can't play the Thursday night game. But as of uh, Monday, Labor Day, 4 p.m., which was the cutoff for the uh, eligibility into the free $15,000 final three-week mini contest, there had been 1,439 entries, which had already surpassed the total number of entries from last year, which was a record-setting 1,403. Now, since then, and I was over there last night, because I, I do some proxying for the contest, so I'm over there fairly frequently. They had already gone up to 1,474, less than 24 hours after the mini-contest deadline. Their projections were around 1,700 for this year, which would be roughly a 20% increase over last year. Right now, it seems that they're going to be very close to that target, because they do get a lot of people who enter the contest in the final few days leading up to Saturday. Saturday morning's deadline. Indeed. How many entries would we need in the contest for there to be a million-dollar prize to the winner? I know the winner last year took home over $780,000. What do we need to make the winner take home a million dollars this year? It would be slightly over 1,900. I believe 1,905 is the precise number. They may fall a little bit short of that this year, but certainly based upon the growth of the contest over the last four or five years, as it started to get both national and international visibility, next year seems almost a certainty that we'll have not just that first million-dollar winner's payout, but we'll have 2,000 entries. And Andy, uh, before I hand it over to Victor, I know Victor's got a question he wants to ask you on the show this this week as well. Uh, you mentioned that you proxy for a lot of people that like to get in the contest, can't get in the contest because it has to be uh, you have to be in the state of Nevada, at least uh, the person or a proxy. Let our listeners know if you would, if they're interested out there, about how they can contact you if they think they have an interest in being in the Superbook contest. How you can help them be their proxy. Well, sure. One of the, the main tenets of the uh, contest is that you must register in person in Las Vegas, at which time, uh, at the Westgate, you appoint a proxy who is then authorized to submit your weekly selections over the following 17 weeks of the regular season. For those unfamiliar with the contest, you make five selections per week, so 85 selections in total over the course of the, uh, of the season. And last year was a record-setting performance by the winners, which is unlikely to be duplicated, but sets a very high bar for everyone who thinks they can handicap the the NFL. It's the the, the 
beauty of the contest is in its simplicity and its consistency over the year. One change they have made this year because of the increased number of entries, they are paying 50 places, which is a significant increase over what had been over the last several years and really since the inception. For folks who are interested in more information, uh, they can contact me by email logical7, that's L-O-G-I-C-A-L-7, the number 7, at cox, C-O-X dot net, or they can give me a call at 702 702- Eight nine eight nine eight zero two, and I can give them the particulars. And although they do need to be in Las Vegas, and time is running out for this year's contest, uh, folks may want some information as far as planning ahead for next year, and perhaps joining you, myself, and the others at the Super Contest weekend. That's about two weeks before the start of the season, at which many people sign up and exchange information and interests and thoughts, etc. Andy Isco from the Logical Approach talking with him about the Super Contest. Victor, I know uh, I don't know if you and Andy have talked before in the past. I know you've, uh, you're familiar with Andy, the Wise Guy Contest, and uh, a lot of the things that he does with his newsletter. I know there's a question you want to run by Andy on the show this week as well. Absolutely, and I, I have followed Andy. haven't actually met or talked in person, but I've followed Andy since the uh, 90s uh, with his work there on Vegas Insider. A big, big fan and very thrilled that Andy is a part of the show. Andy, the NFL lines uh, for week one here, they've been out for a couple of months now. They're in that fine-tuning period right now as we head into the opening weekend. And to me, it's very, very surprising to see how many road teams are favored. Seven out of the 16 games features a road team that's favored this week. Your, your impression of that, or is there any significant line moves that uh, you have a little bit of interest in this week? Well, I think two things, Victor, and by the way, I've followed you for a number of years as well because I know you are a specialist in NFL totals, and that's been an area that I've enjoyed uh, following and then handicapping really for the last 25 years as totals have picked up in, in popularity greatly. And the other thing that's surprising about the opening week is that the largest point spread happens to be in the first game of the season, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers at the New England Patriots where the point spread is seven. Uh, we're usually accustomed to seeing occasional what are considered mis matches with double-digit favorites right off uh, the bat from the opening week, but that's not the case this year in that New England-Pittsburgh game presents an interesting uh, approach because for so many months we weren't uh, we weren't certain of the status of uh, Tom Brady and his uh, pending suspension, which finally was overturned, but for a good part of the summer when it seemed as though the suspension, certainly for the first game of the season, was a real possibility, if not probability, you could have laid New England as low as a one-point favorite for much of the month of July, they were favored by two and a half. Now it's up to seven, which presents an inter- interesting dilemma and a possible opportunity for those who were astute enough to lay the short number with New England, now possibly taking a look at getting the uh, underdog Pittsburgh Steelers at a full touchdown. Uh, talking about some other interesting line moves, one one game on Monday night, Minnesota-San Francisco. We all knew from way, way back that San Francisco was going to be a down team and that Minnesota was a team on the rise. Now, when the schedules came out in, in April, it wasn't long thereafter that the point spreads came up for the opening week. I know that uh, the Westgate and a couple of offshore places put the line up. San Francisco opened as anywhere from a 
half to a four-point home favorite despite all the negativity that was coming out of San Francisco and the negative expectations being held for the 49ers. And yet over the course of the ensuing three, four months, we've seen not only a, a crossover of favorites, but we've seen Minnesota now as a two-and-a-half and in some cases a three-point favorite. And I guess my question is there, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be involved in this game, but you have to wonder, do the lines makers really make that kind of mistake? There's not a heck of a lot new that has happened since those lines came out. Yes, San Francisco lost some players, but the big departures and some of the other retirements occurred all before that schedule was released. Insofar as road favorites are concerned, it's a, really a reflection, I think, right now of what appears to be a lot of parity. You look at some of the teams that are favored on the road. You've got an elite team like Seattle on the road against a division rival laying more than a uh, field goal. You've got a couple of interconference games with Carolina, a road favorite at Jacksonville, Miami, a road favorite at Washington. I think what the Lions maker is saying to us is that we think these road teams are the better teams, but we're not quite sure if they're that much better. So let's price these games in a moderate range and let the public decide. Another game that's interesting, Indianapolis at Buffalo. Many people expect Indianapolis to take that next step and make it not just to the AFC championship game, but perhaps to the Super Bowl against a Buffalo team that seems much improved with Rich Ryan as coach inheriting an outstanding defense. And a lot of folks are looking at this game as a potential telltale sign for both the Bills and the Colts as Indianapolis is a three-point road favorite at Buffalo. Andy, on the college football side, quickly before I get your complimentary play on the show this week, uh, any major moves that you've seen that have been noteworthy on the college football side? I know there's been a large move in this California-San Diego State game. Uh, comp uh, comment on that, if you will, and any other uh, lines that would be noteworthy on the college football moves this week. Yeah, we see a little bit of a move. In fact, I, I did not uh, note uh, the California-San Diego State game. I was looking at moves of, of normally about two points or more. The first game, the Thursday night game, we saw Western Kentucky open a two-point home favorite. I'm seeing Louisiana Tech as a one-point road favorite in many uh, sports books right now. We've seen Florida move up from a 17-and-a-half to a 20-and-a-half point home favorite against an East Carolina team that struggled with its FCS foe last week. We We've seen some support going the other way against Wisconsin, a 34-point favorite down to about a 32-point home favorite as they host Miami of Ohio, Wisconsin coming off of uh, their game against Alabama, and a couple of other games that uh, uh, seem to have drawn some attention. We've seen some support for Ohio U at home against Marshall. We've seen Bowling Green get some support as a road underdog against uh, at Maryland, and we've also seen Nebraska draw some sentiment uh, in their direction as they host uh, South Alabama. As far as uh, the game that you mentioned, California and San Diego State, that's an intriguing contest because many people, myself included, expect California to be a team that shows some great strides this year. Other people think San Diego State is a program that has been well coached but seems to be on the decline. So it'll be interesting to see where that line ultimately settles in. However, uh, note that in college football for the last several years, the major moves, and I mean significant moves, usually occur occur on Thursday when some of the highly respected handicappers and researchers release their information to some of the large syndicates who uh, subscribe to that information, and it's not unusual to see two, three, four point moves within a matter of just a few hours on Thursdays. Andy, uh, one quick question here. Early moves early on in the football season like we're see seeing right now in the month of September, are they justified for the most part, or are these just people that are anxious to get into play? 
I think it's a combination of both, and I think that the moves that are a little bit more trustworthy and reliable are the moves that occur, say, five, six weeks and deeper into the season. Right now, we're dealing with so much of expectations. I've always maintained that week two actually is a more telltale week, uh, or game rather, than game one. When you go into game one, we really know very little about these teams other than what we've read in the preseason magazines. Week two, we've had an opportunity to see these teams, and we get a chance to see in, in game two how these teams make adjustments to what they've done in week one and to what their upcoming opponents showed in week one. As a result, once we have more information to process, the moves, especially the moves from the big groups that occur very, very early at the opening and then later in the week, tend to be, in my opinion, much more significant than the ones that occur certainly over the summer and the ones that even occurred early this week where maybe it's more of a gut instinct reaction rather than the result of uh, detailed research. Strong overview from Andy Isco from The Logical Approach here as we visit Andy each and every week on our new Vegas Vibe segment here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Andy, before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, for our listeners out there, your complimentary play on the football card this week. I'm going to go to a uh, game out on the West Coast. It's a 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern start time on Saturday night. And that's Central Florida traveling all the way across country following their tough loss at home last week to Florida International. They're taking on the Stanford Cardinal, one of the biggest disappointments in the opening week where they went out to Northwestern as small double-digit, about 10, 11-point road favorites. Didn't win the game uh, straight up. Didn't even manage to score as many points as they were laying as they lost six to six at a very feisty Northwestern team. And I think part of the problem we saw from Stanford is their very conservative play calling. Uh, Shaw, the coach, said he was going to open things up, but, but after a very impressive opening drive, Stanford did not look very sharp. Meanwhile, Central Florida, a very well-coached team, a team that's had success over the last several years. Remember, it was just two years ago that they put a number on Baylor in their bowl game. They followed up with another nine-win season last year. Uh, the move in this game showed uh, actually in some places as low as a 17-point open favorite Stanford. Most places opened at 18. It's up to 19. I'm going to go with the Golden Knights of Central Florida. Stay within that number. Wouldn't be totally shocked by an outright upset because I think there's a coaching mismatch between O'Leary and Shaw, but I'm going to expect Central Florida to give a very competitive performance. They have rarely lost one-sided games since O'Leary has been at the uh, helm. Andy Isco, logical approach all over Central Florida for his complimentary pick on the show, a live double-digit dog from Andy Isco at The Logical Approach. Andy, we've really enjoyed having you on the show this week. We're going to look forward to your reports each and every week here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. I'm going to wish you the very best of luck this week. And once again, I want to remind our listeners out there, you can download The Logical Approach weekly football newsletter at theplaybooksuperstore.com. Check it out this week, The Logical Approach football newsletter. Andy, as always, the best of luck to you this week. Great job, and we look forward to talking with you next week here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Mark, Victor, the best to you both. Thank you much. That was Andy Isco in a very informative segment here on Vegas Vibe, segment here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. When we come back, Victor and I are going to put the wraps on this week's show. I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week, my complimentary play, and Victor's complimentary play when we come back with the final segment here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread.
The all-new Playbook Cube is hands down the easiest to use sports information app on the market today. Whether it's lines, scores, streaming alerts, newsletter downloads, injuries, or betting tools, the Playbook Cube has it all. To download your Playbook Cube free of charge, simply visit the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Amazon Store. Find out for yourself why the Playbook app received a five-star rating. Only on the Playbook Cube will you find sports pages covering every NFL and college football team, college and NFL coaches and NFL starting quarterback spread records, power ratings, football newsletters, and much more. That's the Playbook Cube, C-U-B-E. It's where day trading meets sports gaming. Get your cube today and start winning tonight. Hey, sports fans. Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at mybookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome, awesome Angle of the Week. Okay, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome Angle of the Week on the football card this week in the National Football League on Sunday. We call it Not So Fast. And what we're looking to do is to play against any winning NFL dog or favorite of less than seven points in game one of the season. If they won 11 or more games last year and are facing an opponent that won seven or less games last year, these winning dogs or favorites of less than seven points who won 11 or more taking on a team that won seven or less games last year have struggled in these first football games going just four and 20 against the spread since 1987. In fact, they've only won two of those games straight up this week are not so fast play against favorite will be against the Arizona Cardinals. We'll pay the Arizona Cardinals for our awesome angle play of the week this week. And before I hand it over to Victor for his complimentary play on the show this week, I want to remind our listeners out there about the all new playbook cube app. You've heard about it on the show here. The playbook cube is now available in the Google play store to download. It's a free download the playbook cube. It'll be in the, iTunes store here hopefully this week or next week at the latest here. The Playbook Cube has got everything you'll need in one app for your smartphone. Line scores, information, newsletters, picks, everything you'll need inside the Playbook Cube. It was a five-star rated app in the Google Play Store. Download the Playbook Cube inside the PlayStation at Google Play this week for the Playbook Cube to put it to work for you this week. And Victor, it's time for your complimentary play on the football show this week. If you'd pass that along to our listeners and let them also know about what's going on, touching once again on the Kings Fab Five lineup lab, the all-new lab for daily fantasy sports, and let them know about your totals tip sheet if you would. You know, hats off to Mark, you, the tech guys, Jim, our webmaster. This Playbook Cube is a fantastic app. If you like playing around on your smartphone, 
you definitely want to get to uh, the Google Play Store and download the Playbook Cube app, available soon in iTunes. But it's got betting information galore at your fingertips. And from what I understand, this is only update number one. It's going to be continuously updated. And uh, fantastic job with that Playbook Cube app with you and the tech guys, Mark, uh, for sure. You know, this, I'm sure that, you know, when my wife asked me and my friends asked me, hey, is this your busiest week of the year? Yes, absolutely. I'm sure it's the same for you, Mark. Uh, in addition to our normal handicapping the NFL over the weekend, and then we got college football, and then, of course, we're talking about our normal playbook newsletter responsibilities and duties, the fact that we got totals tip sheet number one out there, the fact that we are writing a new blog called the Fab Five Lineup Lab, not to mention I got two long-distance fantasy drafts, one on Thursday night, one on Saturday night, two of my Cleveland-based keeper leagues, uh, very, very busy week, but uh, yeah, the, the plate is full with a lot of stuff on it. But if you break down everything individually, these are, these are things that uh, it's a labor of love. You absolutely love. A very busy week, yes, but a lot of fun. And again, um, go to playbook.com on Thursday. I may even post the article on Wednesday night and click on Daily Fantasy. And uh, we're going to prepare to win $2 million in this DraftKings Millionaire Maker. What do you say? Let's get together. Don't forget now, uh, we got to separate ourselves from the rest of the 700,000 people that are going to be playing in this tournament. So we got to take some risks. we got to throw out some lineups that have a high reward, yet have a high risk. We've got to separate ourselves from the rest of the people. And that's what we'll do with our uh Fab Five Lineup Lab, five lineups, suggested lineups that you could potentially use in your DraftKings GPPs, Guaranteed Prize Pool Tournaments. So with all that said, Mark, we're going under the total. This is courtesy of this week's totals tip sheet. And most of the games on Sunday, I got to tell you, I like them under the total. I know I mentioned the Cowboys-Giants uh, game over the total on Sunday night. That might be the only, only over that I like in week one. But courtesy of this week's tip sheet, our three-star best bet in the totals tip sheet is the Colts and the Bills under the total. Of course, the game kicks off 1 o'clock Eastern on Sunday. And I uh, I personally jumped all over this one, or I, actually I should say all under this one, when the over-under line opened at 47.5 points. Since then, it's gone down a full point and a half. It's at 46. You're going to want to get your play in ASAP before it goes down any further. This is actually the only game in week one that pits two teams who were both ranked in the top 10 in overall defense last season. Both Buffalo was number three, Indianapolis was number nine. And also highlighting this play is the fact that the road team is favored. We talked about it with uh, Andy in our Vegas Vibe segment, the fact that so many NFL road teams are favored this week. That's been a usually a very, very good indicator of low-scoring games, particularly in non-division games. So here you go from our playbook database, Mark. NFL Week 1 non-division road favorites, like the Colts, have gone 1-21-2 over-under, dating all the way back to the 1987 season. And that's when the over-under line in these games is 44 or more points this is basically the only game that qualifies in that great one. One over, 21 unders, two ties, going back, uh, geez, 25 years. Visiting Colts, of course, begin the season 
with back-to-back non-division games. That's usually a good indicator of a low-scoring game as well. One in nine last two years over under. Game one road teams playing in the first of back-to-back non-division games. Now, let's not forget that the Colts, this team ended the year last year on an 0-4-1 over-under run in their last five road games, and they went 0-4 over-under in their last four favorite roles. In addition, this is a Colts-Bills series. It's gone 1-4 over-under last five meetings. Average combined points only 36.6. That's a full touchdown less than this week's over-under line. And, of course, on the flip side, if you're a sharp totals player, you already know that Buffalo was the NFL's best under team last year. The Bills went 3-13 and 13 over-under in their 16 games with an average of only 39.5 total points per game. They started off the year by going under the total in each of their first four games last season. They went 1-6 and six over-under in their true home games with an average of only 37.6 points per game. And, of course, that included a perfect 0-5 to the under at home against non-division opponents. Colts, Bills, under the total. Take it to the bank this week, Mark, in the NFL. Victor King from the totals chip sheet, an outstanding stat supporting the under in the Colts-Bills game this week, 1-21 to the under. you got to love that. You'll also love your complimentary copy of the totals chip sheet. Download that at the playbookSuperstore.com site this weekend to get your hands on Victor's NFL totals tip sheet. I know our show has run a little bit long on opening week, but we've been jonesing for this show. We've also got a jam-packed show here filled with tons and tons of information here. Before I get to my complimentary play, two things I'm going to remind you. Number one, my NFL opening week play of the year is going to kick off Sunday. I've won this play five years in a row, 12 of the last 14 years. It's all part of a $99 football weekend of winners from our number one ranked NFL late phone football service. We were documented last year, guys, at 28-9 and nine in the regular season in the NFL by the Sports Monitor in Oklahoma. You want to get in on our $99 football weekend of winners for the NFL opening week play of the year, you can call toll-free at 1-800-321-7777 or Log on to the website at playbook.com. Just a quick note about the DraftKings $2 million first place prize in their NFL contest this week. You can hop on board that. Simply log on at DraftKings.com forward slash Mark, M-A-R-C, to qualify for a free entry in this contest. That's DraftKings.com forward slash Mark, M-A-R-C, for your free entry in the $2 million first place prize at DraftKings.com this weekend. And lastly, I want to welcome our new friends, our good friends from MyBookie.ag to the show this week, our sponsor of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread this week. Friendly, fast customer service. You're not used to seeing that in offshore sports books these days, but they've got it at MyBookie.ag. Fast, friendly customer service, reliable, fast payouts. Ask about the match bonus when you open up your account mentioned playbook at mybookie.ag this weekend to get yourself in tune for the football games this week. My complimentary play on the football show this week is San Diego State taking the points against California in the game we touched on with Andy Isco in the Vegas Vibe segment here. This is all about 
hitting and pitching, hitting being California's offense and pitching being San Diego State's defense. And when it comes to hitting against pitching, I'll take pitching every time. We're talking about a San Diego State team that now is catching 13 and a half points with a coach who's 13 and seven straight up and against a spread as a road dog against an opponent off a win. That's Rocky Long for San Diego State. You look at Sonny Dykes. Yes, this football team is going to be improved this year, but his defense has been a major travesty in every stop that he's made. He's just 5-14 and 14 straight up and 7-12 and 12 to the spread at home against an opponent off a win in his career. Grab the points with a defensive dog. I'll play San Diego State plus the points for my complimentary play on the show this week. That's going to put the final wraps in this edition of Mark Lawrence against the spread for the first week of the National Football League season. For Victor King from King Creole Sports, Andy Isco from The Logical Approach, and our good friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above, until next week, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always.